It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Serious. People who were fine one minute, then woke up in the hospital. What happened? Please like and subscribe to support us. When I was 10 years old, my mom and all of her friends got together to have dinner. They all met at one friend's house, leaving me with two of her friend's kids. One was about 13, and the other, we'll call her B, was about 21. Around 10 p.m. we decided we wanted ice cream but B's car was blocked in. She used to work at the ice cream place across the street so we just decided to walk. We had to cross a five-lane road, two lanes going one way, two lanes going the other, and a middle turn lane. It wasn't a big deal as B used to walk all the time when she worked there. We cross the street, get our ice cream, eat it there, and then head back. We look both ways and it seems clear so we run and I sprint ahead of everyone else. Next thing I knew I opened my eyes and I was laying in a ditch. I sat up and screamed I'm fine. I'm fine. Assuming I had just tripped. Nope. I looked down and saw gashes so deep in my legs that I saw bone. I just laid back down as people started rushing to me. An ambulance came and in between answering their questions I was just repeating I want my mom. We get to the hospital and when the ambulance doors open there's my mom, she puts her hands over her mouth when she sees me and starts bawling. According to her, I had dirt covering my face, it was all in my teeth and my hair, and my legs were covered in a mix of blood, dirt, and grass. I learned I was hit by a drunk driver in a black Honda Civic with no headlights on. He pulled over, got out, and had asked who's going to pay to fix my car? He was friends with the cop on the scene and never faced any penalties. Meanwhile, I had 70 plus stitches from the waist down and had to go to traffic court at 10 years old, on crutches, to fight two tickets, one for jaywalking and another for not yielding to a moving vehicle. He also tried to sue my mom, that never saw a courtroom. I was driving to visit my girlfriend on her lunch break. The route I took was on a highway with a narrowish bridge over the river between my house and her office. There was an accident on it and traffic was at a standstill for about a one quarter mile. I slowed down to around zero miles per hour I think, but my memory goes blank before I actually stopped. I was rear-ended by a heavy-duty pickup while I was in a light pickup. There weren't any skid marks according to the state trooper, so they were going at least 60 miles per hour when they hit me. My rear axle was detached entirely from the truck and the bed was crumpled to about half its regular length. I woke up in the hospital with my girlfriend and parents in the room and with a neck brace on. I time traveled and all I got from it was a concussion and pieces of glass embedded in my head. When I was 10, I was practicing softball with my brother, age 14. I just egged him on at bat, next thing I knew, he hit a line drive to my right temple. 
woke up to him and my mom carrying me by my arms and legs to the car. I was groggy but felt okay. Until I didn't. As my parents raced me to the hospital, my mom asked me to repeat the alphabet to her, but the letters started coming out slurred. I managed to stay awake most of the ride at the urging of my mom, but when we got to the hospital, the fatigue hit me all at once. I remember answering the doctor's questions. Has she thrown up yet? He asked. No. Then and I'm not making this up, I tossed my cookies on his brand new shoes. It was like my body was playing catch up. I was ushered into a room with wretched pink floral wallpaper, which I stared at until I couldn't keep my eyes open any longer. The next thing I knew, I came to in an ICU room at a different hospital. Apparently, I was awake and talking when they transferred me via ambulance, lights flashing and all. They'd done scans and I had a hairline fracture in my temple. I had no memory of any of this, which vexed me because it all sounded very exciting. My poor parents were losing their minds because an inch of difference in any direction would have left me dead or permanently blind, and little 10-year-old me was bummed out that I didn't remember the ambulance ride. Miraculously, the fracture's location was a good thing because it relieved pressure on my brain and reduced the chance of swelling, which could have caused permanent brain damage. I look back now, and I'm convinced it was divine intervention where that ball struck me. It all feels very surreal. I'm thankful to be alive. My brother, by the way, went on to play Division I baseball in college. Hell of a batter. My dad hit his head in the Tampa airport parking garage, I saw the blood. Woke up on a nursing station cot in the airport. I do not have a problem with blood at all. I have hurt myself cooking, camping, attacked by wild and domesticated animals. This was in January 2020. The EMT said I was presenting with flu symptoms and will be fine in a few days. By the time I'm back in Toronto and home, I have shakes, I feel like I'm suffocating, and I have no sense of taste. Somehow I come out of it after the worst three days of illness of my life. Winter break ends, I go back to uni. My cardio is fucked for two months afterwards, then COVID hits. First Skype call with my parents, remember Skype? What a hit they took from Zoom, eh? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're not sure. I get an antibody test. Yup. I had COVID in January 2020. What's crazier is, we go back to Florida for Christmas, 2021, and my parents and sibling and I all catch Omicron. 
Keeping in mind that all four of us were three-thirds on the vaccine, mom was five-fifths since she got the Sinopharm vaccine too for work. All better now, no long COVID or bad side effects, but it's crazy to me that I caught it that much earlier, though there were reported cases as early as August 2019, so maybe not that crazy in hindsight. When I was seven, my family and I had gone to a museum. For reasons beyond human comprehension, the museum had placed a large metal grate in the middle of a cylinder that went about 15 or so centimeters off the ground. Below the metal grate was a large, steam-emitting machine about 10 meters below. I climbed up onto the metal grate and started running around with five or so other kids, and 10 seconds later, I slip and smash my skull on the metal grate. I think I passed out a few seconds later, and woke up in the hospital with a ton of bandages on my head. I had fallen directly onto my temple, for anyone not anatomically aware of what the temple is, it's the weakest area in the skull where four different bones connect to each other, and was lucky that I didn't crack my skull open according to my father, anyway. I, 24 years old, went to bed March 15, 2021 and woke up in the emergency room with my now wife at my side and she told me I had a seizure in my sleep. Up to this point I'd never had a seizure or even anything related to epilepsy. Fast forward to August 16, 2021. My wife was then three months pregnant so this one scared her more than the first one. I was back to work driving a fork truck and I passed out driving the fork truck and had a second seizure and wrecked the fork truck. Woke up in the ambulance about a minute or so away from the hospital. Coming forward to today have yet to have another seizure, but sometimes I lay awake at night wondering if that night is gonna be the night that I wake up again in the hospital. It truly scares the shit out of me. My neurologist told me I was highly at risk for SUDEP which anyone without knowledge of epilepsy it stands for sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. One day I was riding my motorcycle home from work, peak hour on the Westgate Bridge in Melbourne, Australia, I started hearing a beat, something similar to music. I didn't have a headset in my helmet at the time, so I knew something strange was happening. Next minute, I come to, and I'm sitting on a guard rail surrounded by paramedics. Apparently, I had a seizure, lost consciousness, and crashed into the railing. Fortunately a doctor was driving beside me and saw what was happening, they called the emergency services, an ambulance was sent to me. There was hardly enough room for cars to let the ambulance through but somehow they managed it. Next minute, I come to, I'm sitting on the guard rail with paramedics all around me. They tell me that I had a grand mal seizure, full body convulsions. I had no idea what that was but I knew seizures weren't ideal. Long story short, I ended up having more seizures in the following months, and after having an MRI with a contrast injection, I found out that I had a tumor on the right side of my brain. Oh fuck. The neurologist decided that it was possible to operate and remove the tumor. This was booked in the public system, and I had to wait a couple of months. The surgery was successful, although I had a couple of seizures post-op. These seizures were grand mals again, yet I was conscious this time. I do not wish that experience on anybody. I had family visiting at the time, and I felt an aura, precursor to a seizure, coming on. I told them to get out of the room, but it was too late. They witnessed me convulsing and choking. I couldn't breathe and it went on for what felt like a couple of minutes. I wish they didn't have that memory planted in their brains. The operation was successful, and 100% of the tumor was resected. The biopsy showed that the tumor was a pleomorphic anthoastrocytoma, a benign tumor. Thank fuck. It took a while but I eventually found a combination of anticonvulsants that controlled the seizures and auras. I've been healthy for 7 years now, and am forever grateful to the surgeons and specialists who saved my life, or at least preserved my brain and mental capacity. Thank you Kate Drummond at the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Does a series of blackouts after a head injury count? Was just breaking in a young horse, 
second time sitting on its back. Still don't know WTF actually happened that day. Suddenly I found myself crawling through the sand looking for something. It went dark again and I found myself sitting on a bench far away from the paddock muttering I needed a doctor. Dark again and next picture is me riding my bike through that little village up to their station to drive home. Dark again and I found myself getting on the train and this was the moment where I called my mom telling her to get me at the station and take me to the hospital. They kept me there for quite some time but I don't remember anything about that time at all. Must have been sleeping or sedated most of it. Severe trauma was written down when they discharged me. Fun facts, I was wearing a helmet that was totally crushed. But from what the spectators of that scene, morons to let me drive away on my bike, told me, the horse had never touched me, there was only deep, dry sand, no rocks, no branches, no fences, nothing that could have caused that kind of injury. Oh, I still own that horse, I ride him on a daily basis but now I'm aware that he will always be spooky because he's, let's say slow to thinking. I remember that when I was 16, at some point my head started to hurt very badly, everyone closed their eyes and said come on, everything will pass, take a pill everything will be fine and at first it helped, but later the head I started to get sick many times stronger, darkening in my eyes and dizziness added to this, it bothered me, but I kept taking pills, but when I fainted for the first time, I told my parents about it, my condition was stable, I stayed at home for a week and then I went to school, I sit in class and I feel a headache, so sharp that I just had time to get up and grab my head, I woke up already in the hospital, as it turned out I had an aneurysm ruptured, but I miraculously survived, the doctors said that there was only one such case a million is real, now I'm 22, I'm fine, but still sometimes this situation triggers me and I wake up in a cold sweat. Was having heart issues for almost a year, looked like bradycardia, heart beating too slow, lots of tests, put on meds. One day I was going to go to the kitchen and get a knife to start cutting up chicken for dinner and then I come to on the floor, roommate yelling my name. She said I just dropped. Happened a couple more times in the next week. The last time it happened she said it looked like I was having a seizure so she called 911. In the ER get CAT scan chest x-ray and ultrasound, all come back fine. After a couple hours laying in ER bed a nurse comes in to chart my vitals and I start getting this huge head rush, I say oh shit oh shit and she says oh my god and runs out of the room. She came back with like 6 or 7 people, now shit's going crazy around me. They put these big contact pads for the shock paddles on me, docs are yelling, then it happened again, and again. Pass out comma dot pissed all over the floor, doc comes in and tells me I'm getting a pacemaker in the morning. Turns out the fainting and head rushes were due to my heart rate just tanking, would go from 80 to 90 BPM to 30. Spent 3 dot days in ICU and now home with a heart rate in the 70s. I had just wanted to go to sleep after the last fainting episode at home, thankfully the roommate called 911 and didn't listen to me. If not for that and the fainting stuff happening in the ER I'd be underground right now. Was running through a field in the rain. Woke up a few hours later in the ed. Apparently slipped and hit big rocks when I went down. Husband found me seizing. My next memory was puking in the ed and they flipped the table so I wouldn't choke on it and I just kept apologizing to them. Didn't know my name, DOB, nothing. Except that Clinton was president. I don't know why that stuck with me by it was the one question I could answer. Brain trauma, concussion of course, cracked my skull, two broken ribs. Bruised lung. Coughed up blood chunks from my lungs for weeks. Main side effects is permanent neck damage I have to maintain and the biggest issue still can't remember names or faces unless it is someone who interacts with me consistently or is a consistent topic of conversation. I can pinpoint WHOU or if there is a connection made to an experience I've had with you. Like that time we went kayaking at the Brazos in Texas. 
the Brazos won't mean anything but kayaking in Texas would get me enough clicks in my head to pull the connection to you. Not your name, but I'll remember our relationship at least. Had a few weird experiences of people running into me in public, giving me a hug, talking about how long it's been since they've seen me. I just play it off, hug back, big smiles, let them lead the convo and hope they mention something that sparks a connection for me. Starting new jobs is scary because you are introduced to so many new people and I won't remember a damn one for a few days at least. I often chant someone's name when I first meet them or are due to have a meeting with someone. Face and name combo helps me remember so talking about someone third person. That is really hard for me to retain. Nicknames or titles helps a lot. Like big boy or director. But every once in a while I have a moment where it's all there. Names, faces, movie titles. They don't last long but it always gets me happy and I start digging into my memories until it's gone again. Was at the beach and went for a swim, I was 8 at the time. Next thing I know I'm on a hospital bed with my mom and aunt watching over me. Turns out some asshat thought it'd be fun to throw me into the water. Apparently the impact knocked the wind out of me and I almost drowned if it weren't for some other dude seeing me not move. The asshat tried to run away but was arrested. His famicky tried to pay off my mom so she wouldn't press charges but that kinda becomes moot when police wants your ass. My other relatives though tried to paint me as pussy who was too much of a pussy to learn how to swim. But my other relatives got my back telling them if they'd be any better if they were knocked out and thrown overboard. I got in a car with a drunk driver. Three days later I woke up in the hospital with the doctors wiping some previously missed glass slivers off my back with baby wipes. It hurt. Apparently I was awake on and off and even gave the police a full interview. But I don't have the memory past getting in the car, and the baby wipes three days later. I guess we hit a curb and instead of tapping the brakes, his foot hit the gas. When he finally sorted out that he was pressing the wrong pedal he slammed on the brakes and we drifted into a set of concrete stairs going about 70. No airbags. I have one of those lucky to be alive stories according to most. Months later the damage to my carotid artery healed and the scar tissue essentially sealed it off. I had a stroke. Don't drink and drive. Wear your seatbelt. Used to have a hard drug problem with specifically uppers, sober now. Thank God. I never touched opiates BC it just wasn't my thing. Was trying to get a baggie of coke for me and my buds, went through a different dealer than usual and there was a mix up. We got a baggie of H mind you, I didn't do opiates, I was already drunk, and we were doing it in a dark car. So even though my buddy was concerned BC he knew it didn't look right, my addicted ass didn't care and snorted a huge line anyway. I remember getting out of the car and then waking up to them dragging my stretcher into a hospital. Took two shots of Narcan to my heart to get it started again and had a slight concussion from falling out and hitting my head on the pavement. I'm really lucky to be here. Drugs suck, don't be like me lol. For any recovering addicts, you can do this, it is possible, and I'm here if you need any help finding resources. I must have been about 9 or 10 years old and was skateboarding with a friend of mine, same age. This was the mid to late 80s so of course we didn't wear any protective equipment like helmets or pads. There was a steep hill next to the school that his brother went to at that time, and later both of us. This school was junior high and high school combined. I went down the hill on my skateboard, and when I opened my eye I was in the hospital. My friend then told me that there was a stick on the path that I must have overlooked and I fell. I was unconscious, and fortunately his brother had afternoon sport class at the high school, so he ran over to get him and their teacher. They brought me to a very nearby hospital, three minutes away, where I then woke up again. I don't know how long I was out in total though. Was not the first or last time that I ended up in the hospital, my mom used to work in one, 
and they knew me there almost better as a patient than as her son, due to me getting injured by doing stupid stuff, but this was the only time I woke up in a hospital. The PE teacher did recognize me when I joined the school a few years later and we got along really well. This was about two summers ago. My family has a total of four horses, only three we can ride. Our biggest and oldest horse, Hope, is an ex-race horse. For some time I had been taking lessons on her for my stepmom. Hope was not fully trained and could only be ridden at a walk slash trot, she also couldn't steer. Horses don't like wind and it was really windy that day, leaving Hope a bit sensitive. When trying to get her into a trot, my stepmom had a whip and was just shaking it slightly. Hope jumped forward, so I instinctively held on with my legs bad idea. This caused her to freak out more. I was pulling back on the reins to try and get her to stop. When she finally came to a very harsh stop I went off backwards, not sure how but I did. Landed right on my head, Hope proceeded to back up and step on my back. I got a concussion, that was it. I could have easily been paralyzed or even killed. I don't remember seeing anything in the hospital but I remember hearing things. The earliest thing I remember seeing was the window at a Walgreens pharmacy. Also, I don't remember most of that day, this is just from what my stepmom told me. I braided my horse's tail, Faith, earlier that day and had no memory. I even remember in the hospital bed my stepmom telling me I did it. I didn't know what day it was or anything. Over time some memory came back from it, like I remember crawling out of the pen while gasping for air. Hope is a sweet horse. I should have been more careful that day. Went to sleep like any other human being. Woke up with a small pain in my lower abdomen which I though were just period cramps until I ate breakfast and instantly threw up. The level pain began to increase and it was becoming excruciating. I tried to control the pain while thinking of how I'm losing a whole day of not studying for my final. I tried screaming in pillows, sleeping and taking meds but nothing was working, Google was telling me that I had an infection or food poisoning, which I believe BTW. I was finally able to convince my sister to go to the hospital after her food coma. Turned out I had a 15 centimeter cyst on my ovary that would have exploded and killed me. I'm alive just missing an ovary now. I had just finished two a day high school football practice in 100 degrees plus heat, because our health and safety didn't matter. Only winning. So I got home and my friend asks if I want to smoke a little weed with him. I shower, pour a Gatorade in a huge cup of ice and feel refreshed. Took two hits off the blunt and a big chug of my ice-cold Gatorade and only remember waking up in a pool of my own sweat on a hospital bed. I had a heat stroke, even more than an hour after I stopped practice and took a cool shower. The nurse said I may have sent my body into shock if my core temperature was still high and I took a large gulp of the extremely cold Gatorade. Was taking the bus home from my mum's place. I asked the bus driver to stop at the house, as it was just next to the road and I forgot a thing. I ran across the road, got hit by a car. They found me in a decorticate posturing. A few days ate in medically induced coma. I was constantly spitting at the breathing tube, attempting to spit it out, didn't appreciate that thing in my throat. I had a weird dream of a snake that had attached slash bitten me in the mouth. At some point I got tired of the situation, I fought the snake. I eventually won and tore the snake away from my mouth. Removing my own breathing tube. I looked at it dancing in my hand and I threw it across the room to kill it. My family got all the diagnosis possible. Permanent brain damage, unable to decide which side I wished to drool on, forever living in a wheelchair. About 20 days after the accident I went home and bicycled the trip. Left the hospital after 28 days. During the entire venture I was flying high on morphine. During my detox routine, I told the nurses I had a weird experience with a photograph on the wall. It was flowing in slash out, having waves as an ocean, a 2D image became 3D, 
and doing other trippy things. Today, I'm living with a 10% disability condition. Cost me my dream of software development. Was on the way to work on my bike. Last thing I remember is turning out of the driveway. Woke up five days later in a neurotrauma unit with 11 broken ribs, a shattered clavicle, a punctured lung, eight stitches on my foot, six behind my ear, and permanent nerve damage. I have no recollection to this day of what happened. From the evidence, I'm pretty sure I was run over. There was also blood on my helmet visor from the wound behind the ear. I've had some parts filled in for me. The first hospital they took me to couldn't give me strong painkillers and risk putting me under because they didn't know what damage my skull had taken. CT scans were required. Took four hours for me to get to a hospital with a CT machine. Four hours with a punctured lung. There's no video of the incident. It happened conveniently in an unsurveilled spot between two video cameras. Bystanders were of no help, at least, my brother and dad didn't collect any information from them that they've shared with me, I suspected for some time that my then-girlfriend with whom I'd recently broken up had tried to have me taken out. While I was under, she turned up at the hospital and convinced my family that I'd tried to kill myself. In a bike accident. While wearing a helmet. In 6 p.m. rush hour traffic. Half a mile from my apartment. Where my dad was sitting. On the 10th floor. My brother and my dad believe her. They still think I remember exactly what happened but won't tell them because I'm embarrassed to admit I was suicidal. The real irony? I never had suicidal thoughts until after I recovered and realized my own family chooses to believe an outsider over me. They still do. This is what betrayal is. Took years to move past those thoughts. While I was riding a bike downhill and around 10 meters away there was a most of the time empty crossroad plus a van vast parked in corner blocking my vision. Eventually I said YOLO and let my brakes a then. I am gliding in hospital bed and lights of corridor passing by. At first I tried to sit but felt immense pain in my back and first thing I said is WTF have I done. And then I learned that a car t-boned me going 60 kmh. I had broke my clavicula, two ribs, arm, severe concussion to my head I had a giant bulge in back of my head and my knee hurt really bad. People who saw the incident said I flew in air for 5 to 6 meters. I remember nothing from that time but strangely after 2 years again some car hit me while he was crossing red light and I remember when I saw the car about to hit me I said to myself again? And the whole scenario passed by mind in a second. So it was it, yeah I was a complete stupid for not looking when crossing and not having a helmet but the car was our speeding too. 3 years ago, I had a bad flu. Next thing I know, I opened my eyes, alone in a semi-noisy hospital room, ventilated, arms tied to the bed and completely unable to move. I rolled my eyes across all I could see and thought, what? The? Hell. I used to be a physical therapist so I knew it was really bad. My family showed up, so goddamn happy to see my eyes open and me responsive. I was completely alert but baffled as to why I was there. Because of the ventilator, I couldn't speak, couldn't move. My son told me I had been in a coma for 9 days, near death. My bad flu, this is 6 months before COVID, was it COVID? Lead to poor oxygen levels and I was intubated and put into a coma where they thought I would bounce back but didn't. All they could do was wait and test me for every possible thing including a lung biopsy. It all showed nothing. I spent 3 more days on the ventilator, so painful, kind of remembering how I got there, and from there I got better, better, better. They called me a medical masterpiece. I just knew that I had to get up even though I did not want to. After three total weeks, I walked out with a walker. A friend stayed with me a few days and then I was on my own. By the time school started in August, I was completely myself, if a little fatigued. 
59F music teacher at the time, three years later, it's like it never happened. One month short of my 14th birthday I was riding my bicycle home from school. One second I was at the top of a steep hill, and on the wrong side of the road. The next second I was standing in the middle of the street. I reasoned I must have fallen off of my bike. It was lying nearby, so I picked it up and tried to get back on. For some reason the pedals wouldn't move. At this time a bunch of people had come up to me, and they were all freaking out. I was confused at first as to why I was surrounded by hysterical adults until I happened to look down. That was when I finally noticed all of the blood pouring out of my face. So I let them guide me off of the street while an ambulance was called for me. I spent the while ambulance ride asking if I was going to get a shot. The EMTs kept giving me evasive answers so I kept asking. I still don't remember what happened, but here's what I have pieced together over the years. While riding on the wrong side of the road I passed in front of a stopped car. The driver wanted to turn right so she was looking to her left to spot a gap in traffic. When she saw one she pulled out not realizing I was approaching from her right. She barely knocked me off of my bicycle but I was going over 20 miles per hour because of the hill I just went down. I hit the asphalt face first with no helmet. The skin on the left side of my forehead was completely torn off and had to be regrown. I have been a regular runner for 20 plus years. About 7 years ago I was doing a half marathon. I live in Florida and have my entire life so I am used to the heat and the humidity here and have always been an active outdoor person. You can probably guess where this is going. For this half marathon the last mile goes along the park where the race finished. The last thing I remember is seeing the 12 mile sign, half is 13.1 for those who don't know. The next thing I remember I was in the ICU. I had gotten heat stroke with a body temperature around 106 or so. Luckily they got me to a hospital where they gave me ice baths and a ton of fluids. I had to stay for several days while my organ function returned to normal but have no lasting effects. P.S. I do have a photo of myself crossing the finish line despite not remembering anything past mile 12. I was maybe 16? I had asked my mom if we could go look at puppies at a pet store, cause man do I love dogs. There were a lot of really cute dogs, but after being inside for a minute, I felt off. Not like, something is extremely wrong, just sorta off. At this point I figured I was having an asthma attack, and since my rescue inhaler was in the car, went to go sit down and use it. My mom came out a minute later and started driving me to the hospital BC my breathing wasn't getting better. Woke up three days later in a hospital bed, with my mom and dad sobbing next to me. Apparently I had a severe allergic reaction. My throat had closed almost completely. The drive that appeared soon after me waking said that I was extremely lucky, and gave me an EpiPen. Still don't know what I was allergic to, cause even with insurance, getting allergy tested was way way too expensive. Still is kinda too expensive, still crawling out of medical debt now. I was living in my own apartment at 18, working full time, in school full time. I was sick, thought I had a cold. I worked the evening shift and didn't remember doing any of the work but everything was done. I went home, slept and called my mother the next morning. She told me to go get some cold medicine and it's a damn good thing she did. The last thing I remember was getting ready to walk to the store around the corner and then I'm strapped to a bed, blind and freaking out. I had viral encephalitis, I was in a coma for a couple days and came very close to being dead. If I hadn't left my apartment I would be for sure. My mother saved my life. The doctors thought I had overdosed and my older sister had to convince them I was far too poor for drugs and that it was meningitis slash encephalitis. She had seen it before in people she worked with. She saved my life too. My family truly thought I was going to die. When I woke up my father asked if I knew where I was and I looked at the straps and said looks like the psych ward. 
My father started crying and said he's okay. Everyone assumed I'd have brain damage or be brain dead, but I was okay, except I lost my short-term memory for a while. To say I was lucky would be an understatement. My mom, my brother, and I were in the family room chatting, I was maybe 8 at the time, my brother 13. My mom asked us if we'd like some of the Danish chocolate the exchange student we hosted for a few weeks gave us as a parting gift. Excited, I raced to the kitchen to beat my brother there. I tripped over a stool someone left out, let's be honest, probably me. I fell over it and hit my my head on the edge of the kitchen counter. From there I blacked out. Now, this wasn't my first head injury and certainly not my last, so I barely recall waking up at the ER at the hospital. I remember my body feeling extremely heavy and my head pounding like nothing ever before or since. Apparently I scrambled my memories up even more than one of my first head injuries. 14 stitches to sew me back up in one sort of boring summer inside with the TV. Never did get that chocolate. Small bowel obstruction, my neighbor saved me. I went to bed perfectly fine, then apparently I was puking blood and we had massive gaps under our front doors, like you could stick your hand under it and they were all studio apartments. My neighbor walked by my unit walking into hers and said she heard me gurgling and she was pounding on the door and I wasn't responding. She kicked it in, brought me to the hospital, downtown, two blocks away, and I woke up two weeks later. Nothing obvious caused it and I lost 110 pounds in two weeks. This happened four years ago, I've gained about 50 pounds back, but today I'm healthy and no longer wake up in fear. It is extremely overwhelming to go to bed, ready to wake up for class the next day, and instead wake up two weeks later having lost over half of your body weight. I think it's fair to say it's a little traumatizing to wake up in an ICU. I had a friend over for a puppy play date and I remember looking at the clock and thinking I needed to pack for a road trip because we were going to visit my fiancé family. The next second I was being told to hold very still and I was having some sort of scan done. That nurse was amazing because she managed to keep me calm the whole time. We were at a stop light and rear-ended by a distracted driver. I completely lost 14 hours. I cannot remember them at all just a complete black hole. The worst memory loss is that I have very foggy memories from about two months before the accident. It feels like you're trying to remember a dream. Like you know something happened, but have no concrete memories. This time period includes my fiancé proposing to me and I hate so much that I cannot remember it. Finally the entire school year before that, I am a teacher, seems like a really long time ago. Like if I try really hard I can have concrete memories, but it is like trying to remember a birthday party from 20 years ago. Everything before that is still fine and present. That was 4 years ago and I still struggle with my memory. Watching the dash cam footage is surreal because I know that is me, and I was awake and talking, but no matter how hard I try I cannot remember it. Please 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 do not text and drive. It is not worth the risk. The young man that hit us made a simple decision that completely changed my life and I will probably struggle for the rest of my life because he was looking at his phone. Ironically similar to another comment I was also riding my bicycle to work when I got hit by a drunk driver going 45 miles per hour head on. I would have been going about 20 miles per hour myself. I have no memory of being hit. I had a lot of injuries being such a traumatic impact. Avulsion fracture to tibia, bruised lung, moderate brain. Injury, grade 4 fifths lacerated spleen, almost fatal, broken left femur, two vertebrae with compression fractures, broken left scapula, broken left clavicle, broken left second rib, and various scrapes, the worst being 6 by 1.5 by 1 inches. I've mostly recovered, but my left leg can't be walked on really. My left arm will never be what it was, the worst scrape was on top of the shoulder so that muscle is just gone. She was drunk, 
speeding and the wrong side of the road. She tried claiming my lights were off, but they were still on at the scene. I don't know how I managed to survive, it was a collision of a total of 65 miles per hour. I wasn't even supposed to work that day either, now the pain my heavens does that hurt. The first vivid memory I have was when they set my femur into place, out in traction, without any kind of pain meds. I had lost so much blood I couldn't handle any painkillers at all. After that once adrenaline wore off. The pain was excruciating. It felt like I was breaking a new bone with every breath with all the injuries I had. The pharmacy had some issue and I only got an opioid twice in line 4 or 5 hours. They only worked for like 20 to 30 minutes. Never really complained about it, no point, it is what it is. The driver complained about more the first 10 minutes than I have in 10 months. Cussing and screaming at me while I was laying there dying. I was watching Pocahontas in a blanket fort with my stuffed animals, home from preschool because I had pink eye. The next thing I knew, over a week had passed. I was surrounded by doctors, who were begging me to open up my mouth. My jaw was locked shut, and I had bacterial meningitis. My parents were there, weeping, and my dad told me if I opened my mouth for the doctors he would buy me a Barbie Jeep. I tried. It was impossible. Days later, I tried again, and part of my tongue fell out. I had bit it off during a seizure. Everyone was yelling, and I looked at my dad and said where's my Barbie Jeep? I have almost no memories from the time of my life, but the promise my dad made me was on my mind in every memory I have. My parents were told I would never be 100% again and I would likely have severe brain damage permanently. It was excruciatingly painful to move and do things for a while, but my dad kept reminding me that I could drive my Jeep if I kept at it. I remember watching him put it together, but I wasn't strong enough to drive it. My personality was gone, but I just didn't care. I barely spoke for months, and had to learn how to read slash write slash draw again. Fast forward, I finished high school early and I have zero health issues now. I genuinely believe my parents are to thank. The brain can heal really well, but they found a way to motivate me to keep healing constantly. My girlfriend had a thyroid-related heart attack, where she was revived and put into a medically induced coma for like two weeks, and took her another two weeks to come out of it. Then she had to go to inpatient physical therapy for a bit. Talking to her after she woke up, I couldn't help but be astounded how much it fucked with her memory. It was like she remembered events, people, things and places, but any concept of time went out the window. For example, she thought she was living at her ex-husband's mom's house, driving a car she had before we met, working at her current job, and knew we were dating. And of course, as those were all simultaneously impossible, she was having a lot of trouble figuring out what was right, and what wasn't. My dad was driving me to school and suddenly I was in my bed. I get up, open my door, and ask my family what just happened. They all simultaneously scream for me to go back to the bed. Apparently I had already asked them what happened six separate times. I had a series of grand mall seizures during the car ride. Went from chatty to seizing all of a sudden. My dad called our pediatrician and I was eventually diagnosed with a form of epilepsy. My dad was told to take me home and put me to bed. It was the most disorienting thing I've ever experienced. It took six months to feel normal again. I had a constant sense of newness with familiar things that was very weird. A week or two after graduating high school, I was cruising down a state highway around 1am, coming home from my boyfriend's. Led Zeppelin was on the radio. Then I woke up in the hospital. Another driver had run a stop sign and T-boned my car. Her car hit the driver's side of mine, thankfully at the engine. Half a second later and it would have hit where I was sitting. My card flipped end over end repeatedly and landed upside down in a ditch. They found me hanging upside down in my seatbelt, 
bleeding all over the ceiling of the car. I woke up in the ER with blood crusted all over my face. I had some bad lacerations. It took the facial surgeon five hours to sew up my face, plus my ankle was broken and had to be cast. I screamed my head off during the x-ray BC it hurt so much. I have arthritis in my ankle to this very day, 25 years later. I also developed undiagnosed PTSD. I was unable to sleep much that summer, and I had bad flashbacks for at least five years. I still have tiny flashbacks, but they are manageable. I also developed a strong fear of the dark, which lasted for many years. I was kinda broken for a while. I did regain a little consciousness after the crash, but I didn't fully wake up. It was like being in outer space or in the upside down, but without the monsters. A voice from the logical part of my brain said you have been in an accident, but it was just knowledge. There was no pain or fear, and I couldn't see, my eyes were either swollen shut or full of blood. I don't know how long I was hanging like that. Then when the EMTs came, I could hear them talking but I couldn't understand them, and I didn't know what was happening. I could feel them pulling on me gently. Again, no pain or fear. When I woke up in the ER, I was fully alert. I was five years old and walking across my neighbor's front yard to go visit someone else in the neighborhood. I remember looking at my neighbor who was spraying the fruit trees in her backyard. She had tied their little terrier out on a leash in the front yard. I remember looking at the dog who was barking furiously at me. I knew the dog well but I was young so, I didn't think the barking was a big deal. The next thing I remember was waking up in a hospital bed with my mom and dad looking at me. Dad was asking me if I knew how many fingers he was holding up. I could tell my face was bandaged and one I was covered. Story says that the dog attacked me and ripped open my face at my left temple. The neighbor didn't see any of it. I ran home and rang the front doorbell and my mother came to the door to see me covered in blood. Neighbor's teen daughter held me while mom drove me to hospital. Eventually, they had to explain why they didn't have the dog anymore by saying he went off to a farm. Only as an adult did I realize he was likely destroyed. For years, there was a perfectly circular blood stain on our concrete front step. My parents met the plastic surgeon who would turn out to be a lifelong friend and I am left with a wee scar and part of my eyebrow missing, a few other teeth marks in my face and arm. I have no fear of dogs but I know, as an adult, that kids should be taught how to approach them. Also, I remember having so much jello in the hospital. My mom hated making it so it was such a treat. Mine is a procedure gone wrong. So I expected to wake in the hospital. But it was supposed to be an exploratory laparoscopy, SP? So minimally invasive, a couple small incisions, home the same day. I woke up in excruciating pain, with my entire abdomen covered in massive gauze pads, with a couple four ports and a catheter. They'd nicked an artery near my bowels during the prep phase of the scope and had to open me up to find and stop the bleeding as I was coding. Spent I think four days in hospital in a private room with all amenities given to me free, they didn't want legal issues, and had eight weeks off work. I had a physical job and the incision was 6.5 inches vertically starting just about my belly button, so it was quite the healing process slash time. With no heavy lifting for that first 8 weeks, they also claimed to have still done the exploration they were meant to and found nothing but I highly doubt that, tbh. And all my GI issues got orders of magnitude worse after that fiasco. That was also the beginning of the worsening of my other physical health issues, eventually leading to a fibromyalgia and severe IBSDX. I know I'd still have both those things regardless, but there isn't a doubt in my mind the trauma my body endured from that medical mishap sped up the severity of my symptoms. Honestly still not 100% sure what happened. I thought I had an upset stomach, so I stayed in bed. My boyfriend of one month was there and left to grab me some Tums from the corner store, 
I remember seeing him leave and waiting for him to come back. Suddenly I was waking up in the hospital. It was so fucking confusing because I couldn't wake up all the way but nurses and people kept asking me my name and birthday and I felt like I was half asleep. I distinctly remember how bright everything was in there. My poor BF had apparently returned to me literally throwing up until I passed out, I didn't wake up and he called an ambulance. They had to carry me down two flights of stairs and I very vaguely remember being in the ambulance but it is all insanely fuzzy. They thought I had some sort of virus or very unfortunate stomach flu, I never got any answers on what happened and they sent me out again when I was still barely awake enough to stand up. I ended up fine but that whole experience was weird as hell and I am really irritated with whoever was handling my medical care that day. I was playing with my sister in a large walk-in closet and reached for a feather she was taunting me with from below the shelf I had climbed on to read. I woke up the next day to weird lights and noises and an uncomfy bed I was 5 at the time so that's all I really remember and a nasty bump on my forehead. I had fallen off the shelf which was 2 meters in the air, and landed forehead first on the ground, gratefully no brain damage but I did pass out so my parents had to wrap me in a blanket and take me and my 3 siblings by boat away from the island a family friend was letting us stay on, then get in the van, drive 2 hours into town, and then walk in to emerge. Emerge saw that they were carrying an unconscious give-year-old in a blanket like it was a makeshift gurney and did immediately set me at the front of the line for treatment. Sorry for anyone who I held up the treatment of but passed out kids with head wounds are not a good thing. My siblings coerced my parents into buying me a recovery stuffed animal from the hospital gift shop. One minute I'm heading into the gym for basketball practice prior to a game. Everything feels normal. It felt like I blinked and suddenly I'm back in my hotel room with my athletic trainer talking to me. I felt like I was in a fish bowl. I could barely hear, and what I was hearing felt muffled. I couldn't really see or open my eyes because the light was so painful. I felt like I was about to throw up, and I had that taste of stomach acid in my mouth. I was just staring at my trainer nodding my head before I finally asked what happened. Turns out, I slammed my head on the gym floor and got a concussion. About two hours ago. There was about a three slash four hour lapse in time. The concussion was so severe that I had to go to physical therapy to relearn how to use my eyes together. They couldn't focus together as a group. I threw up, and couldn't eat for about 4 days following. No doctor would give me a concussion test because they could tell just by looking at me I'd fail. It's been 6 years and I still have issues stemming from that moment. I will never forget trying to piece that night together. When I was in the 7th grade I was in a car accident. I lost my glasses the car that I was in with my then brother-in-law was wrecked. The next day my mother took him and my sister to go get the stuff out of their car after it had been towed. My mom left me at their apartment while they went to go get the stuff and I was there with a friend of theirs. I told the guy I was hungry and, because they had no stuff to eat, I wanted to go to a store that was down the street from the apartment. He didn't know I was legally blind without my glasses and told me I was cool to go by myself, I figured I'd manage it on my own and left. I didn't have any issues until it came time to cross the street, I waited for the crosswalk symbol when this kid walked up and stood next to me. I thought I saw the crosswalk symbol and looked at the kid, he started walking across the street, so I followed him. He started running, so I started running. I looked at him again but he was gone. I woke up in the hospital, after having been hit by a Ford pickup truck. Apparently there wasn't any other person, I ran into the road when the light hadn't changed, and the hospital recognized me from the day before when I had been in the car accident. I was riding my bike, then I had this weird dream, then I was being lifted into an ambulance. I asked the ER what happened, they said not to worry. I thought well, I don't feel good but I'm in an ambulance, so there's nothing I need to do. I spent the entire ride, which wasn't that long but was also timeless, trying to figure out what happened. 
I kept going over the list, bike, dream, ambulance. We'd gotten to the hospital before I figured out that I shouldn't be dreaming while riding a bike. Turns out while I was turning a corner, the chain jumped off the gear and jammed the wheel, suddenly, so the bike just stopped but because I was leaning slightly to the right I went down hard. Thankfully I was on a bike trail and a bus driver saw me and called 911. I was unconscious for at least 10 minutes but it could have been more. I narrowly escaped brain damage, but it took me a full year to recover and I have permanent sensitive motion sickness. Wear a helmet. Every time. Head injuries are no joke. Don't learn the hard way. Wear a helmet. I have schizophrenia. I randomly just like. Leave my head. I have episodes where I am entirely out of touch with reality. I remember going to bed fine and I woke up in an inpatient psychiatric unit I guess like a week later. My roommate had to fill me in later. Apparently my roommate came home to me aggressively scrubbing the kitchen floor and sobbing because I spilled a cup of water on it and they, still don't know who they are, were going to punish me. Obviously worried about me, my roommate went to find my psychiatrist's card and call her. When she went in my room I had apparently made a noose out of my leggings and wrote a very illegible suicide note. I had also poured an entire bag of ground coffee beans on my bed and dumped a bunch of water on it. She managed to convince me to get in her car to go somewhere safe from them the whole time I was telling her I needed to turn myself in for the crime of throwing away a light bulb incorrectly and I was next to inconsolable. We went to the hospital that my psych worked out of and I was processed to go to an inpatient facility. Spent about a week there. I didn't really come to until two days before going home. I apparently called my roommate the first night I was in and asked her to come get me BC there were rats in my room. There weren't, I'd get was a wild experience to come to in a psych ward while watching Save the Last Dance. It was super disorienting but hey we got me on some meds, I got a proper diagnosis, I'm doing significantly better now, and I got a kick-ass birdhouse out of it. I'm so grateful to my roommate. She likely saved my life that day. I got really into cycling as a freshman in high school. I would ride my bike 10 plus miles every day in my neighborhood. Lots of hills to build leg strength. My parents saw my dedication to the craft so they got me a nice new bike. It wasn't anything particularly high-end but it was replacing an old hand-me-down from my cousin. I'd been riding it for a couple of weeks at this point and I started down the steepest hill in the neighborhood. I'd ridden down this thing dozens of times without issue. Next flash of memory I have my bike hoisted over my shoulder in one hand and my destroyed glasses in the other. The next flash I'm walking up my front steps and my mom screams. Next flash I'm telling my dad and my neighbor I don't know what happened. Next flash a fireman is putting a neck brace on me. Next flash I'm telling my mom not to worry about me because I'm all good as we're riding in the back of the ambulance. Next flash the nurse tells me not to worry, lots of handsome men have broken noses. Tom Cruise for example. I tell her I think my hand is broken. She says they'll x-ray it. Next flash I'm staring at a Bob the Builder sticker inside an MRI machine. Then I finally come around and memories are actually chaining together without huge gaps in between. I'm in a hospital bed and another kid is being wheeled into the bed on the other side of the room. A curtain is drawn separating us. My hand is in a cast and my face feels weird. I go back to sleep. I wake up and man do I have to pee. The nurse says I'm okay to walk to the bathroom and that I should call if I need help. She unhooks my four and one head for the toilet. I see the other kid in the room. Thinking he's probably scared because he's in the hospital I wave and smile trying to cheer him up. He looks back with a face of pure terror. I go into the bathroom worrying about why he's in their hospital. Then I finally see my face in the mirror. My nose is bent at 45 degrees, my front teeth are pointing backwards into my mouth, 
saved only by my braces, my lips are swollen up like I got a comically bad filler injection, and the entire right side of my face is scraped and covered in dried blood. I think to myself oh that's why he was scared then I go pee and head back to bed. After I got home we pieced together that a faulty part in the in the quick release assembling for removing the front wheel on my bike failed on the downhill. I likely hit some sort of bump that jogged the front wheel loose and jammed it between the frame and the front gear stopping the bike instantly and sending me face first over the handlebars at 30 plus mile per hour. I broke my hand trying to stop the fall. I broke my nose, smashed in my teeth, still have them though, thank you braces, road reshed my face, and got a severe concussion. The helmet doesn't help when you hit your face, but I flipped at some point and smashed the back of my head too. A huge chunk of my helmet was missing. The doc said that without it I would have probably died. I still have it in a closet at my parents' house as a memento for keeping me alive. To this day I never ride without a helmet. Wear your helmets folks. Also, don't buy Schwinn's. Mine is similar, but I had a grade 3 concussion as a teenager from overshooting a dirt track jump at a bike park and crashing into the face of the next jump. Helmet on, I'd likely have died otherwise. I was awake the whole time after the initial few moments unconscious but I couldn't form short-term memories for a while. I kept waking up in the ambulance over and over. I asked the medics what day it was probably a hundred times. Same with what type of bike I had. All sorts of questions. My parents were so irritated with the same question over and over but I couldn't remember asking it already. When questioned I thought I was two years younger and answered the current event questions as if it were two years ago. I kept feeling like I was waking up in strange but slightly familiar places. Twilight, ethereal and disconnected is a good summary. Who boy. I'm completely serious, folks, even as nuts as this sounds. Friday December 5, 2014, the last thing I remember I was setting the table for dinner. Our house had burned down three weeks earlier, and we'd been in a temp house since that Monday. I was just pouring myself a glass of wine when the world faded. When I came to, it was six weeks six weeks. Later. I couldn't move my right side at all, and I couldn't talk. I discovered I had had a massive stroke that kills more than 80% of those it strikes, I came within hours of dying, and the only reason I didn't was that I'd been given an experimental treatment. I've spent the years since getting better. I now have about 85-90% to 90 use of my right side, I work on my functionality every day. I used to downplay what happened to me as a minor miracle. I now admit it was a major, major, completely improbable miracle. The main thing I want to know is whether any of what science learned from me and the other 500 people in the study internationally, has been useful, whether anyone has had a better outcome because of this study. I really, really hope so. Drug overdose. I'll give my ex everlasting credit though. He was on a tether, monitored ankle bracelet for legal trouble for those that don't know, and couldn't leave the house and the girl we were with didn't want to take me to the hospital even though it was literally like 5 minutes away. Thankfully he convinced her, took me out of bounds, further than he was supposed to go on his tether to get me in her car and did his best to make sure she took me. I woke up soaking wet, they threw me in the shower which is a huge no-no. Found out later that was mostly her doing BC she had a best friend who'd overdose all the time and that's how she'd bring her back, to her next to me crying about how scary it all was. Went from thinking I had a supportive friend and how nice it was she was there for me to pretty manipulated once I found out what really happened and that she didn't want to take me. Although that wasn't enough for me to truly get sober at the time, it was extremely eye-opening. Worst part was our state has, and had at the time, a good Samaritan law so I just couldn't fathom how someone could be such a shitty person. No idea if this is the right place to trauma dump. I'm still in the hospital as I'm writing this. I planned a secret weekend to Amsterdam for my sister's birthday, 
I organized it for months, drove off in the bus with four other friends, and woke up in an intensive care unit. My waking up wasn't very spectacular after a month and a half of coma, as I was under so much morphine it took me around 10 days to be fully awake. They tried explaining what happened to me for weeks, but between the shock and the amount of painkillers, I'm still not over it. The driver crashed the bus on the expressway. I learned after he got tested for drugs and it came back positive. My best friend, sitting right new to me died. My boyfriend, sleeping on my lap got his spine broken. My right leg got ripped apart from me. A nurse and two surgeons who were in the cars behind us helped. Seven badly injured, four from our group, because we were sitting in the back, take notes. My sister only got a broken arm, and thank effing God because I would have never forgive myself. When the rescue arrived after an hour, they thought I was already dead. Severed artery, hemothorax, pneumothorax, head injury, and a good 25% of my other leg gone, grazing my second artery. No blood pressure on arrival, I was gasping for air as I couldn't breathe because my lungs were filled with air and blood. I was transfused 13 liters of hemoglobin, got epilepsy from the amount of treatments I had to kill off the infections that almost killed me, bone infection, high risk of blood infection, cardiac and respiratory arrest, brain damage, cardiac failure due to excessive vomiting caused by the medicine, and so much more. I'm going over my best friend's death, putting my sister in danger, survivor's guilt, I'm still not very sure that I'm actually alive, and my mom is causing massive drama as that's only need right now. Morphine and ketamine made me paranoid, terrified to stay alone, memory loss and impossible to make a difference between what truly happened, morphine hallucinations or coma dreams. I'm very slowly starting to get better. I sleep better and I'm getting back my weight, eating better and crying less. I have plus six additional months of re-education, added to my three months of hospitalization that I'm not out of yet. I'll be fine. Anybody remember those drifting trikes, with the one, big rubber wheel on front and the two smooth plastic ones on back? I was riding one of those across the skate park, drug it up the big ramp with the idea of shooting down it, drifting as I hit a smaller ramp, shooting into the air sideways and landing with precision and grace, sliding to a smooth stop. I was eight, I think. I took off down the big ramp, hit the smaller one, jerked into a drift, went airborne sideways, and woke up in the hospital like 14 hours later. According to my dad, I did, in fact, get airborne. And also started to do a barrel roll. I landed on the side of my head, thankfully wearing a helmet and elbow slash knee pads, with the trike on top of me, from about 5 feet in the air. Little road rash on my shoulder and a decent concussion. My mom smashed my trike with a 12-pound sledge. That was more traumatic than my near-death experience, honestly. Ooh, I have one for this. I suffer from hydrocephalus. Had my first surgery in my teens and then in my 20s had what ended up being about five surgeries due to complications and what now. One day, during the year of five surgeries, this was after four, not knowing my fifth one was about to happen, I woke up when my alarm went off for work and felt like I was going to throw up. Ran to the bathroom and unfortunately didn't quite make it in time, throwing up on the way in. I remember getting some toilet paper and starting to clean it all up when the next thing I know I'm in a hospital bed and a nurse is working nearby. I asked her, why am I in a hospital? She told me, you've already asked us that question. Let me tell you, a strikingly terrifying moment. Nurses, or whoever, if you find yourself in this situation, please just tell the person again as if this is the first time. Okay, well, tell me again, please. You were found unconscious on the bathroom floor, you were rushed here. Your family has already been here to talk to you. You even told them a joke. I asked later, and it was a joke I knew, so at least that tracks, as it all turns out, 
The shift I was supposed to work that day involved being by yourself for the first couple hours until a helper came in. And this was a shift that started early in the morning so nobody knew I hadn't shown up for several hours and then they called my roommate who also worked there to go check on me after I didn't respond to phone calls and messages. My girlfriend at the time recalls being woken up when said roommate called her to ask what side of his head is Bendy's shunt on? The left side. Wait, why? Oh the paramedics are asking. Really messed me up for a long time. The last incident with the hydrocephalus affected my brain in a really dramatic way, changed my whole demeanor and personality for months. Knock on wood, it's been about 10 years and I'm doing well now so, here's hoping it stays that way. Was on a very easy section packrafting Desolation Canyon. Horrible wind. Went to brace myself and dislocated my shoulder, fell into the lethally cold water. Was unable to get back in my boat due to the aforementioned dislocated shoulder. I'd also, apparently, hit my face on the only rock in that entire section of river. And that's where my recollection ends. But I obviously activated my unreached device because I woke up in the ER being warmed from severe hypothermia, naked, with no ID or dollar. Very disconcerting. And difficult to get home. I was buck-ass naked. They'd cut my clothes off when I'd arrived unconscious and with a core temp of 95F. The helicopter that rescued me left all my gear behind. Which included my phone, ID, and wallet. How many important numbers do you know by heart? For me it was just my pops who is in the early stages of dementia and incapable of helping. I remembered a rando from Ski Patrol, where I work in winter, had a website that probably had his contact info on it. A nurse let me use her phone and I called this poor guy and his wife and was like, I need you to help my dad navigate technology so I can get home. Ended up the ER doc bought me clothes from Walmart and gave me dollar and a complete stranger drove me four hours to my car at the takeout. Kindness of strangers. It was early December. I was suffering from encephalopathy due to heavy substance abuse before I sobered up. I lost three quarts of blood going into December 2019. I was half dead and didn't know it. I did some lab work on December 23rd and my doctor called me during the night time and said to get to the hospital immediately as I may die in my sleep, this was all later told to me because I have no recollection of these events. The next memory I have is on Jan 5. And then another few weeks of encephalopathy followed by coming back to my senses and learning about COVID-19. During the early days of COVID, I was in the hospital learning how to walk and talk again. I have been sober since March 2017. I am in my mid-30s, surprisingly, I was okay with dying. I was expected to die, and I worked on my acceptance. I remember feeling very warm and unbelievably comfortable when the doctors weren't sure if I was gonna make it. When I pulled through it was torture to come back to life. I felt every single touch and it was painful. I felt like an alien. But I saw how gentle and kind people can be. I was 34 learning how to tie my shoes again. I have doubled down on enjoying my life and my gratitude today is tremendous. I no longer waste my time not authentically experiencing life, and I am genuinely happy. I only learned the value of living a good life when I nearly lost my chance to experience it.